Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Drinks with Dan, brought to you by the Sideline Network. I'm your host, Dan, and I have alongside the screen with me currently during this quarantine, recurring guest and co-founder of the Sideline Network, Christopher Lavalle. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am doing okay during this quarantine. How have you been holding up? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I've been doing well. You know, I've just been working uh, both actual job and then around the house and doing all that fun stuff. So I've been keeping myself busy, going uh, crazy, no gym, but outside of that, everything else is fine. Yeah. I'm wondering if gyms are going to end up like having to close. Like, I'm wondering if like the major gyms are going to survive this pandemic or I guess not even major, like the minor gyms are probably not going. I, I don't know how. Yeah. I don't think so either. I don't, um, I mean, we, cause I'm, I'm at any time. And initially they were having us continuing to pay and they like sent out this email and it was like, Hey, look, like, you know, you know, we need you guys to, to keep paying for the time being. And then after it was like a month and a half of, uh, of this quarantine, they sent us another email saying, okay, we're not going to keep taking your money. Um, and we're going to halt payments until, you know, we see what happens. And I think anytime's relatively big enough where they should be okay. Um, but maybe not. I mean, maybe they're, they're, I, I think outside of like planet fitness and maybe Equinox, I don't know of too many other like really big name gyms. So. Yeah. Like I think about the gym in Norwich, the one up on Laurel Hill, uh, was it gold's gym? Oh yeah. 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 I wonder yep. if they're actually going to be able to make it because it's like a, a smaller, you know, gym. Yeah. And I don't think that they're like a, uh, a franchise or anything like that. I think it's a, it's independently owned, I believe, right. but I could be. Um, so obviously drinks with Dan, I see you have a, a what do you got? A Guinness? I do have a Guinness. It's my favorite beer. Uh, do have- you actually went to the Guinness factory. I don't think we ever talked about that on a podcast. I don't think so either. Uh, yeah. For my, uh, my honeymoon, we went to Ireland a couple of years ago. And uh, yeah, I got to go to the Guinness factory, which was awesome. Went there and to the Jameson factory, which was even better. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Were they like similar? Were they different? Like was one better than the other? Like, do you have a favorite? Yeah. The Guinness factory was by far so much better. It was extremely interactive and it was huge. Absolutely huge. Jameson was pretty basic. Like you walk in and, They've got like two bars set up so you can just go right in and just drink. If you don't even want to do the tour, pay for the tour, you can just go in and get drunk. Um, and Jameson was pretty much, they kind of just showed you around and then they had you do a taste test at the end of not telling you which, you know, which one was Jameson, but it was like you, you would take a shot of Jack Daniels, a shot of Johnny Walker, and then a shot of Jameson. And then like they compared and contrasted each one. Oh, that's kind of cool because, like, I've never been to a brewery tour and then they have other people's brews there and you compare and contrast. So that's kind of different. Yeah, it, well, it was more just to point out how much better Jameson is than everything else. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I'm not uh, really a Jack fan myself if I had to choose. I it, What I didn't realize was how smoky Johnny Walker was. Like, to this day, I can't drink Johnny Walker because it, like, makes me gag. It, uh-huh. And I used to like Johnny Walker, but, like, in that specific um, environment of just like kind of pounding three different types of shots. I can't do James. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't do Johnny Walker anymore. It's weird, but it I just, just think I've actually ever had a Johnny Walker. It's extremely smoky, which again, I never paid attention to before. Um, but it's very, very smoky. It was, I think they gave us Johnny Walker black, which is 
it's not the best version of Johnny Walker, but it's not the worst either. It's not like green or red or something that will just absolutely destroy your esophagus. Um, black is relatively smooth, but it's unbelievably smoky. And were both of these places in Dublin, or did you have to like go out into the countryside, like like the no, little? No, they're, they're all. We mostly most of the the time that we spent to answer your your question, yes, they're they're both in Dublin. We actually spent, I think, we were there for six days. We spent four of those days in Dublin. Um, we didn't really travel outside of the area just because um, we just kind of just wanted to walk around and see the city. Yeah. Um, so, and there, there's a lot of things to do. I mean, in, in, I mean, for those who've never been to Dublin, I mean, there's, there's so many bars and restaurants and, and you could spend a couple of weeks just, just trying out the different, you know, bars and, and restaurants and, and just like seeing like they've got museums and, and a bunch of other things to do there. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I highly recommend going there. I've never been to any other country outside of that. So I can't really recommend anything else, but Ireland's a lot of fun if you get the opportunity. Yeah, I'm still uh, bitter about my trip since I was supposed to be uh, currently right now in Santorini. As of yeah, so are you guys postponing it indefinitely or are you just postponing it until this whole thing clears up? What's uh, we're the... definitely going. Um, it's a matter of when. Like we, we thought about maybe going in September, but that's a, that is to if the country's open back up and we can actually go in September. Um, we don't want to book anything and then have the same thing we had happen to us where we have to cancel everything and then figure it all out again. So we're just kind of playing it by year. And as countries open up, we'll start booking. But until then, I'm not going to book anything. I want to because like I was looking and flights from Boston to London were $50 a person. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I should book it right now. And if I lose a hundred bucks, I lose a hundred bucks. Yeah, why not? Um, my wife was like, yeah, I don't know about that. So, um, as to the the second I hear that a country opens up, I will be booking a flight because they're just so dirt cheap right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, September is when that the the supposed second wave is supposed to hit right is that september or is it like sometime in the fall is i don't know because at work they were just telling us this week like oh the second wave's coming in june and i'm like june's two weeks away so are we like preparing it all if this second wave is really coming or are you just saying like this to scare us like what's going on here so isn't isn't the warmer weather supposed to kind of like divert the virus or is that is that just like an old wives tale where like that's an old wives tale. Cause you can get the flu during the summer. Like that there's no, yeah, there is a flu season, but that doesn't mean like, uh, like there's a hurricane season too. That doesn't mean you can't get a hurricane. That's not in outside that season. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Like it, it, by season, um, well, I use air quotes for those people of podcasts that can't hear or see, um, the season is very arbitrary. Um, you know, it, it's just where the peaks are. That doesn't mean you can't get outside of the season. Um, that's just where we see a lot of the cases. So um, I, I, there could be a second wave that comes. I don't know. I, are we prepared for it? I don't know either. I, I got no answers anymore. Because <laughs> I do, think I'm just gonna... have like. Do you have like an educated guess? I mean, given the fact that you're kind of around it all the time. Oh yeah, like, I would like it's the prevalency has gone down because like at the peak of this, we were intubating somebody like every 20 minutes. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were intubating somebody like every 20 minutes, and now. I think yesterday we had 17 discharges and we have like a hundred people admitted with 20 people on ventilators. 
And that's really good because at the peak, we were at like 50 ventilators and we were still getting more and more people a day. So this whole social distancing thing definitely did help. Um, and it definitely helped with like people not going to the ER as well. Like our numbers were down, which was good, but the people that we were seeing were really high. And that has kind of subsided. And now we're seeing people coming to the ER. We're seeing now back to 300 people a day. However, we're not seeing as many COVIDs that, which is a good thing. So obviously this has worked. Um, but to, to answer your question about the second piece, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. That's fair. I was just wondering. Yeah, I, I think it's a part of it is the media scaring people because right now I'm not seeing it, but that doesn't mean that other parts of the country or world are seeing it. And I honestly don't know enough about what's going on in China to know if they have a second peak and that's actually coming here or what's going on. So I honestly haven't watched the news in probably like three weeks, which is really scary for me. I used to watch it like daily. And I just know you're probably uh, better off. Yeah. You're not. So. Yeah. So I honestly haven't, haven't seen what's going on in the world. So I, I don't know. I know what's going on in Connecticut and right now things are looking okay. Um, well, that's good. I just got an alert saying like governor is now pushing back hair salons and nail salons. Cause they were going to open up like Friday, I think. Uh, yeah. And now they're not moving. They're, they're pushing that back again until like June or July. I can't remember. I just got the alert. So I don't know what's going on. So, like part of me, is cynical and things like this is all BS. Like we're going to an extreme measure, but part of me is realistic and I see it every day and I'm like, well, clearly this is working. So like, I want to open everything up and open up the economy. But then again, I don't want work to get super busy again and having all these patients back. So I'm split right down the middle right now as to what, what to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough too, um, especially because like when you, when you talk about opening up the economy, it, it's going to be a slow moving process. So like, even if you open up because so many people haven't been working. So, I mean, you can quote unquote, open up the economy, but no one's going to have any spending money. So it's not like it's going to be like an initial, you open up the economy. And by the end of that week, all of a sudden the stock market's going through the roof and, you know, we're seeing businesses starting to surge again. It's, it's not going to happen. I mean, this is going to take years and years and years to recover. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will the economy. Um, like, I, I want to open up for personal reasons. And I think you're right there with me now. Now, with uh, we did the past week, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, it will be, like you said, it will be a, definitely a slow motion thing. And some, like we just talked about, some businesses probably won't make it. And, um, you know, I, and I hope that a lot of them do. But, I mean, the world doesn't need some of these businesses anyway. So I'm okay with it. Specifically, to, GameStop. <laughs> not to be crazy, not not to not to be too too cynical, but do you think that some of the the non the states that have been so restrictive and not wanting to budge on anything, do you think that that politics are involved here? Oh yeah, this this thing turned political within a matter of days. Um, you know, I was thinking to myself, if Obama did this, Fox News would be losing their mind. Um, so there is definitely political parts of it. Um, I was seeing, I think somebody actually posted on Twitter about Texas and how they've kind of had everything loosened and they haven't yeah. had many cases. But then I, I look at that and I'm like, well, the density of Texas is not the same density as like 10 counties in New York City. So while, yes, they might have a similar population, but that population density is so much different. Um, you mm -hmm. know. 
So, so I don't know if I could compare those accurately. Like if we took density into account, I think that Texas numbers in like Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin are probably similar to Hartford, Providence and Boston. Um, and not so much like New York City because they're just so much more compacted into a little space. Um, well, it's not just Texas either. I mean, you've seen it in Georgia and in Florida where the, the numbers have, since they've reopened things, their their numbers have relatively stayed the same. They haven't increased. They, I don't I don't really know if they've decreased necessarily, but they haven't spiked. Um, but again, I mean, it, it also goes back to what you just said about population density. I mean, you know Florida better than I do. Um, you know, I don't know outside of, I'm trying to think what, like Orlando and Tampa or, I mean, I, I know those are highly populated areas, but. Oh yeah. Like Miami, but I'm trying to compare like the places in Florida to up North. And I mean, to me, Tampa had the vibe of like a Providence or, uh, maybe even a little bit of Hartford. It's not like super big, like Boston or New York, I guess Miami so is more comparable. Um, to what, like, or like New York city or Boston or I think that, the closest that you can compare the closest city that you can compare New York to in Florida would be probably Miami, but even still they're spread out between like Miami, Miami beach and Miami Dade County. So I, I would look, if you want to get an accurate representation, I would pull up the numbers between New York city and like Miami Dade County. And that might give you a similar, but I haven't done that personally. So I don't know what the numbers are to look at. Um, mm -hmm. my head but for generally speaking they're probably the closest to to that and for texas i don't know um if, i don't even think dallas would come close because it's just so spread out i mean texas is massive i've been there many times so um i don't know if i could compare because you know the more west you go in texas the more desert it gets so i mean mm -hmm. you might county with 50 people so you can't really right. New York City or New York State even. I mean, I guess the further upstate you go towards Albany, it probably gets a little more spread out. But generally speaking, I'm, uh, you'd have to look by county level, not by state level. Makes sense. Yeah. But speaking about the economy, you and I have started a new venture um, this past week, I guess. So we downloaded the Robinhood app and we started playing with the stock market. What got you into it? Um. To be honest with you, I was reading, I was on Twitter actually. So this is, yeah, you don't usually find good ideas on Twitter, but um, I was on Twitter and I was reading an article from uh, this guy that I follow, Clay Travis, who's a, who's a sports dude. And he was talking about how he's been like going crazy buying all these um, uh, like the def different gambling stocks, like getting in with like MGM and, can't think of the other the other one um churchill downs all these other betting um companies so to speak uh because they're so low right now and he's and he he wrote an article talking about how once once sports opens back up he said a lot of a lot you're going to see a lot of states starting to legalize sports gambling because that's how they're going to start making their revenue they're going to get their revenue back they have to do it some way and sports gambling is going to be one of the, one of the best places to do it. Not to mention the fact that just in general, if, especially if, if we have football, football is the highest betted or excuse me, the highest gambled sport going. So I was like, eh, all right, maybe I should actually really dip into the stock market. Cause you and I had talked about it before 
before too. We were talking about how low Disney was and a couple other like major corporations were. Right. And so I went online and I was like, okay, what's the best, you know, what's the most user-friendly stock app? And Robinhood popped up and I was reading it, like reading the reviews on it. And it had like, it was, I think out of five, it was like 4.9 out of five. I was like, okay, well, that's easy. So then like I pulled up the app and I started using it and it was super simple. And so obviously I sent you a text. I sent it to our buddy Adams and, and um, sidelines rich as well. Um, and said, Hey, check this out. See if you guys are interested. And that's pretty much it. And then I've just been playing it for the past week, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. I've been playing it for the past week and it, it's almost become an addiction. Like I check my phone like twice a day, like, uh, opening bell and I uh, probably three times a day, opening bell new, around noon and then closing bell, see how everything went for the week. Um, I feel like it's like gambling, really. I feel like it's like going to the casino and, but this is more like long-term. Um, this is not like an instant thing. It's like, uh, you know, what happens throughout the day, obviously the world and politics and everything t- is, it, it's, it's very, it's very big. It's, it's, it's very macro. It's not micro, like going to the casino and blowing 20 bucks and see what happens. You know, this is, Right. 20 bucks and you, you it's a long-term and it's not even an, I don't want to call it an investment. It's more like an, an experiment. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it is an investment in, in a sense though, um, because there is a chance that you're going to get something back for your money. Um, I mean, it, it also depends on how aggressive you are too. Like, I mean, if you're like crazy aggressive, then, you know, maybe you'll lose everything. Um, if you take a shot on, you know, a certain stock that you think is going to, you know, surge and it doesn't and it ends up tanking, then yeah. I mean, it could be like an edit at the casino, I guess, in the same vein where, you know, you put, you put 50 bucks or a hundred bucks down on, on a certain company and then the company just absolutely falls apart in a very short period of time. Um, but I, for me, it was just, it, I, like I said, I mean, we talked about Disney and I was like, you know what, I'm buying Disney. Like it was the first thing I did when, as soon as I signed up, I bought Disney stock because I was like, this isn't, I, I got it. I think at the time, it was like 107 or something like that um, when I actually purchased it. And I actually just got into cryptocurrency too, into Bitcoin um, this week as well. Because I, what I didn't realize is that Bitcoin is, I think right now it's like a little over $9,000 yep. per share. But, and again, I'm not all up on cryptocurrency. I, I didn't understand this was that you can buy a piece of Bitcoin. So like, it's not like you're buying, you don't have to drop $9,000. Like I put 150 bucks into a, I have a piece of a Bitcoin. Uh-huh. Um, so I, that's probably what I'm going to be investing in as we can, as I start getting a little bit more money um, that I can kind of just sock away in there just because it, Every day, Bitcoin keeps going up. It, it, it has not dropped um, since, at least in the past week anyway, that I've been watching. Okay, like, that, that's definitely not accurate because it was up to like 20000 at one point, I think like two years ago. Um, and it, it's kind of gone because I thought about that too, going back and forth with it. And I'm like, I don't know, because I feel like it would have, if it was going to take off, I think it would have already. Because um, like there were signs, I forget where it was. I was in somewhere, I might have been at the gas station. They said like, this ATM accepts Bitcoin. I'm like, whoa, like that's something crazy that you don't see in Jewish city anymore. Right. Uh, ever. So, but I don't know. Cause it could it be like the next square app or, or um, Venmo maybe, but I don't know much about it to, to put my money into risking into, into Bitcoin. Um, but 
I, I'm, I, I applaud you for it. Cause I'm, I'm a little scared when it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, to me, 150 bucks is sometimes what I would spend in the casino, you know, for a night, um, depending on how aggressive I was being. So, I mean, this is true for dinner and drinks and right. playing at the casino, that usually be a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's like, you know what, that's, that was my gambling money for the month. So I'm not, I'm like, I'm not looking to put any more money in the stock market for the next month or two. Anyway, I'm going to see how I do now. Um, but yeah, no, like you said though, the addiction part, that's hundred percent real. I check my phone five times a day when yeah. I'm naturally just looking being like, shit, I'm down, shit, I'm up. Oh my God, this is amazing. And then, and then you get depressed again. As soon as you look and I'm like, shit, I'm down 25 bucks. Like that sucks. Um, but you know, it happens. It's, it's, it, it is a lot of fun though. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I have actually really enjoyed it. And it's, it actually makes, I've been doing research like on different companies and, and reading up on, on their portfolio, on their dividends, like on everything. Um, just because I want, want to try and find something new to invest in at, in, in, at a later date. So it's, never before listened to shareholder meetings until now. And now I'm like listening to companies reports and quarterly reports. I'm like, this is, insane that I'm doing this right now. I would have never been doing this a month ago, you know, like, and like, I'm invested in, I'm like, no, we're going to fly somewhere. We're flying Southwest because I got stock in that. Like, uh, exactly. And that's the thing too, is the airline industry. And that's where I've, I don't know what to put money into aside from Southwest, just because I don't know which airline is going to end up going under because I, I don't know. Cause you have American and you have Delta United, United, United. Like which one? Southwest, the Jet Blues, the Allegiance, the the other ones. Yeah, but I feel like Southwest, out of all of them, is the one that I don't think I don't think wasn't was in the process of even coming close to being in the red because everybody I know flies Southwest. Like you, it's the cheapest fare going usually. I think. Maybe then, Jet Blue. You don't have bags either, so yeah, they're pretty cheap. I mean, Spirit is definitely like one of the cheaper ones, but you got to worry about, you know, flights being canceled, and I feel like they're going to go under, so I didn't invest in them. Um, but I, I did invest in. I think I bought two of each of United Jet, uh, United American, and Delta, only because I figure if one of them is going to collapse one of the other two are going to buy them up for their planes, for their logistics, for their maintenance stuff. Right. So I feel like they're going to be worth something anyway. If mm-hmm. they don't just t- take over. Cause like Southwest ended up buying WestJet, and they just bought everything and just used everything. So I think something similar could happen. I think something happened with that with uh U S airways. I think United bought U S airways like 10 oh. years. So I'm hoping that something like that happens where they don't just go under, they just get bought out by one of the big ones, which makes that stock worth even more now. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm kind of betting, betting for, because I think the last time I checked American stock was like $9 a share or something crazy. Oh, wow. So I bought a few of them just, just to see what happens. So not uh, smart. It's really smart investment. Um, what other, I mean, you don't have to go into details, but what other, um, so you said Disney. So are you into like entertainment? Like you talked about maybe, uh, was it DraftKings you said, or, or MGM? I was looking at DraftKings. I, I put some money into MGM. Hold on. I'll actually tell you exactly what I'm in. Um, I can pull up the app right here. Um, yeah, no, I would, cause I was looking at MGM resorts is the only thing that I really 
put in as far as sports gambling goes, just because I don't know enough about, oh, and Eldorado Resorts, because they were, because I pulled up sports, sports gambling, whatever, enterprises that are, you know, good stocks to look out for. And, and that was the other one. And they were only like 10 bucks a share. So I bought like a couple of shares of those. Yeah. Uh, but currently right now I've got, so I'm into Disney. I put money in Marathon Oil, which is just an oil company, and they were a whole whopping four dollars and seventy-seven cents a share. So I was like, all right, whatever. We'll just we'll, we'll have some fun there. Um, and then I was actually I, I went into Aurora Cannabis. I got that too. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I did all the research on Canada, and I was like, I'm in. I'm buying some. And so I bought three shares of that, and they were at the time when I picked it up last week. They were eight bucks a share, or eight. I think it was eight thirteen a share. So I've actually I'm doing pretty well right now with them. Um, and then the rest of them are all random like pharmaceutical companies that were under like a dollar a share. So I would I would grab a few of those for like you know seven, eight or nine shares, hoping, you know, maybe they'll have something to do with the vaccine at some point and they'll, they'll surge a little bit. I can make some money that way. Uh, so that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to go broke playing the stock market, um, obviously, cause I don't have fuck you money. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have, I'm trying to have some fun, you know, take some risks and see if, uh, if one of them will pay off, but by taking risks, I'm also not spending thousands and thousands of dollars either like I'm, I'm trying to be somewhat smart about it yeah i mean i also looked into aurora um because i was like you know canada just legalized this canadian company i did the research on it. i'm like you know what i'll get it and i forgot how much i paid for the share it was like i'm up 15 i'm up five dollars today which is um pretty good i bought it at um i think 12 uh, 13 14 dollars like that i'm not sure how many shares did you get just one um for that one um, but I also, I, I, I'm betting big on the cruise line industry right now. They're so dirt cheap. And I, again, with the airlines, I feel like cruises are going to come back. It's going to take like two years, unfortunately. And I, I, I went in on, um, Royal Caribbean, Norwegian and Carnival, um, think, think with the same mindset, like one of them's going to survive and everybody's going to flock to it. And I feel like those are the ones that are have the best chance of surviving because they were so cheap. I, I bought a bunch of them. I also went in on Disney and then I talked about the airlines. I went into Viacom and Fox. So Viacom is what owns CBS and Fox owns um, obviously Fox news spot. And the real reason I went into both of these were for, for, for sports. I figured once the NFL comes back, um, I feel like Fox sports and CBS are going to be competing for um, NFL especially with the contracts coming up. So I was like, I'm going to go big on one of these in hopes that they end up with a contract for the NFL and that way their stocks go up. Well, plus um, you have that with Disney too, with ESPN. So, right. Um, I, I really only got Disney for the whole Disney plus thing. And that once the parks open back up, I feel like the money's going to start flowing in once the parks open back up. I don't know when that's going to be, but I figure while well, stocks are low, I'll get a couple of them and maybe it'll be like the next Tesla or something. I don't know. Um, and then what else did I get bank of America? I got because I, they were super cheap. And I thought, you know, once the economy comes back around, people are going to start buying houses and loans through them. And then that's about it. So, um, yeah, uh, now I'm like addicted to it. Looking through, I'm following the stock markets. Um, my question for you is 
you know, what website or websites have you done like the, or found to have the best research on, you know, not BSing you to buy BS stocks like business insider, um, the Motley fool. Yep. I've been on that one for sure. Uh, Forbes. Okay. Uh, those, I think those are the main, th- I mean, when I was, when I was in school, those were actually the three that I would use a lot for my research. Uh, so I just kind of kept that going. Also CNBC hasn't been awful. Um, cause they have like their market watch stuff on there as well. Um, I think that's it. I think those are like the, the, the four sites that I usually kind of scroll through. Um, and then like the wall street journal doesn't have an awful, um, track record either but I don't, I haven't really used them necessarily. I, like I said, I use them for school for research purposes with some of their stock stuff, but um, I haven't actually used them on like a day-to-day type thing. Yeah. I, I have stayed away from Yahoo cause I feel like they're full of ads and promoting BS crap that I'm like, I don't, I don't trust you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been following Motley Crue and um, Wall Street Journal as well. Um, and even a little bit of um, CNN for just the market watch stuff. Um, but CB- CNBC, yeah, I know, right? I got to hope and pray on that one. <laughs> just for just for real time, like if I'm at work, it's a lot easier for me to type in CNN money and yeah, absolutely. Um, just look at this. If I just want a quick view of the stock market and what's going on. Um, and then it also has like some of the politics on there to say like, you know, this is what's happening in the world. So I can kind of briefly say like, oh, I should invest in oil or I should stay away from oil today or something like something right. like that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I, I, when I signed up for Robinhood, I got, since I signed up on your link, I ended up getting a share of GameStop for free. And I, I dumped that thing with, cause you have to keep it for three days. Yeah. I dumped that thing within 72 hours so fast. I'm like, this is going to be the next blockbuster. I'm out. Like, oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, no way. So. Uh, but I'm betting big on the entertainment industry and I'm betting big on travel in the next, uh, uh, and obviously this is a long-term investment. I'm looking two years minimum before I start seeing some kind of return. return. Yeah. I mean, I have seen some, like I've, I'm, I'm up 50 bucks right now for the week, but um, wow. that's, that's really good. Yeah. Which is great. But uh, you know, I'm not going to see four or five times returns. I'm like, I, I kind of looked at the economy before January, 2020, and I saw what everything was. And I said, you know, if I go back to that, I'll, I'll, I'll have four times the amount of money that I put into it. And I'm like, you know what? That's free money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it just might take two years to get there, but whatever at this point, I, I, like you said, I would have spent that money at the casinos in the last few months, which we haven't done. So, um, you know, to spend 500 bucks is, is nothing to, for that. And I'm also taking advantage of since people are, not working and not spending money, the economy for stock markets is are kind of low because nobody's spending their extra cash on these types of things. You know, they're, they're paying for their mortgages, the car payments or things like that. Right. Well, I'm fortunate enough to be working. I'm also taking advantage of those people that, that can't, which is shitty for me to say, but that's a real reason. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's also, you're being truthful about it though, too, at the same time. I mean, yeah. And I get it. I mean, it, not everybody has the opportunity to, to do what we're talking about doing right now. We're both extremely fortunate to be working in, in this crisis. So. Yeah. Um, speaking about work, how, how has that been? I know you've been working from home. Are you going nuts yet? 
No, man, honestly, I love working from home. I, at first, it, 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 I kind of missed the office. I never thought I would. But now after doing it for two months, it's, um, it's grown on me. I, I, for starters, I'm saving so much money on gas. Like that's, that's been amazing. Uh, I'm not putting wear and tear on my car anymore, which is also very nice. Like now, like I just added an extra couple months of life to my car. So right. that's positive. Um, I honestly could work from home for the rest of my life and I'd be okay with it. Uh, I ask you if, if, if the state said, Hey, you can work from home from now on, would you take it up? That oh yeah. I would, oh yeah. Without question. Um, I would, I would take it immediately. Uh, it, it, that'll never happen, but, um, yeah, no, I would, I would take that in a heartbeat. I, I would probably want to go into the office once, maybe twice a month, just to, you know, change the scenery type deal. But, uh, if they said that, yeah, this is going to be a permanent thing for like the next year, I wouldn't complain. Um, you know, work in and of itself has been okay. It's, um, it's been a little, a little testy because, um, not to get too deep in the weeds about what I do, but, um, the, we, and you know, the people who owe child support, we took their stimulus check. So, um, it, it has not exactly been the, uh, the best of times for us. Uh, yeah. we, they just gave us cell phones so we could actually return phone calls. Uh, the, we've got, there's hundreds of phone voicemails left on our like main line. So now we have to, as a unit go through, we each have designated days where we have to go through, take the voicemails and then call these wonderful human beings back and explain to them why they're not getting their money. And, um, I think people are inventing new swear words now because there, there's just stuff coming out of their mouths that I've never heard before. Please uh, give me an example. A lot of new adjectives. You butt fucking son of a bitch. And I was like, all right, that was new. Okay. Um, thank you. And uh, yeah, no, I've been called a lot of names, including that. And that I hate, I hate men. I have no respect for fathers who don't understand what they're going through and we have no right to take their money. And I said, well, we didn't sign up to take your money. That was Congress. So call up Nancy Pelosi and yell at her because we didn't decide this. This yeah. was something that was done without, because if it was our, our say, we wouldn't take their money. Cause to me, it makes no fucking sense. You've got people, I can understand we take their taxes, but taking the majority of, of our uh, of our clientele is probably hovering near the poverty line. If we're being realistic, we took like a percentage of of the amount of fathers that are in child support, or even mothers in some cases. They're not exactly making a lot of money, so taking away the twelve hundred dollars from them, with more than likely they're not working right now, makes absolutely no sense. Because right. now they're even further behind because they're probably looking forward to that. They're even further behind. But in some cases, you've got some fathers or some individual. I stop saying fathers. It's not fair. Some individuals who have remarried and they have kids that they have to take care of, too. Like they have more than just the specific child that's on the support order that needs to be taken care of. And now you've taken that twelve hundred dollars away. Right. Um, so to me, it just makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, yeah, so it's, it's been a little stressful. Um, yeah, so people, um, I'm, you know, we're public enemy number one right now in as far as that, that area goes. 
Wow. I mean, that, that's pretty awful. Um, and I, I can't imagine like these people like put on the news and hear that they're going to be getting 1200 bucks and they're like, all right, I can go get diapers and go get food. And then granted, they shouldn't be behind on their child support anyway, but right. that's beyond the point uh, that they were looking forward to this money. And now all of a sudden, Hey, sorry, it's not yours. It's ours. So. And again, I'm all for us taking their taxes. Like that's fine with me. I have no problem. That's, that's the law. That's what we do. It's great. But I just, it, it's just really muddied a lot of waters that I don't think needed to be muddied. Like, again, to me, it was a $1,200 payment. It was one payment. If we're going to get like, if it was going to be like a continual, like, Hey, you're going to get $1,200 a month for the next six months. And Congress was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to actually take that back because these people owe whatever it is. I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. But if we're just talking one solitary payment to me, that just makes no sense. I wonder if it would have been better for them to take like the $1,200, but take it over the course of a year. So they're taking out a hundred bucks a month instead of it. So it's that way they're still getting 1100, but they're paying it back on top of So it's almost like a loan. Yeah. Back. It's just something, something so these people could at least like, I mean, because in some cases, these people really possibly needed that money to survive. And and we've taken that from them. Um, and I'm not, I'm not about that. Like the, the, again, I, a hundred percent, I believe that, you know, people need to pay their pay what they owe. And, and I'm not looking for, uh, people to get a pass by any means, but I just think that this was not the time to be overextending a, a whatever, whatever this, whatever, however the hell they want to describe this. I just think this was a bad law to put into place or policy rather, not really a law. Speaking about laws, they're going to be. I guess the House has passed a law or a bill that went to the Senate for this new stimulus package. Oh, the two trillion dollar one. Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's dive into the weeds on this one because this is going nowhere fast. Oh, uh, dude, that thing that thing was dead on. I think McConnell said this thing is not like they can pass it. It's not like we're not even going to look at it until after Memorial Day anyway. So, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, Do you think we need another stimulus package? I think we need just a stimulus package, not a stimulus package tacked on with 7,000, you know, like earmarks, political bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think another stimulus package wouldn't be the worst idea in the world if it was just because I'm, I'm presuming that that $3 trillion isn't just the stimulus payment. It's, it's whatever else has been tacked onto that bill. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's going to be road work and, you know, States are getting certain amounts of money for bridges to get repaired or whatever they wanted. I mean, I, I think we're, while I think another stimulus package, or I should just say a stimulus check going out to people wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. I'm, I'm also, as you know, I'm, I'm more fiscally conservative than I am anything else. And I'm extremely concerned about the budget. Now, my issue with Congress, and, and this is the Republican Party, is that for a party that used to stand for conservatism when it came to being fiscally conservative, that went out the window a long time ago. So, I, like, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, see, I, like, I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied here because, like, I, I do believe we need a stimulus thing, so I'll, I'll put that out there. But I'm also concerned about the debt and oh, the fact yeah. that Where's it growing and it's growing and it's growing to a point where our kids 
are fucked. Like, we're, I mean, we're screwed, but like our kids are going to walk into a country that is literally just going to be run by China because they're the only ones that, that have the currency that we're eventually we're going to have to go to China and say, hi, we need a loan. And China's going to go, fuck you, bend over. And we're going to do whatever we want to because we're the only ones you can turn to. And that's where my concern lies is the fact that we're just, we're printing money at this point. The dollar is not going to mean jack shit in a few years. So I, you know, sorry, that was really long winded. Yes. I do think people need the money. I just, I'm very concerned with, with, I'm very, and this comes back to the whole politics involved in the whole not reopening the country thing, because I think people do need to go back to work and relying on the government to give you money in order to survive is not the way to live. It's not the right way to go about living your life. Yeah. I think that the, this is the news that nobody's talking about. Cause I've, the last time I checked, which was uh, about three weeks ago when I actually looked at the news, the national uh, debt was $23 trillion. I'm, I'm sure it's only gone up since then with all the stimulus checks and everything. It's probably like 26 if I had to guess, but I don't know. You know, there's a bunch of wars that went into that debt and nobody's talking about this. But when Obama was president, to back it up four years now, almost, that's all Republicans were screaming about was the debt's too high. We have to increase the debt ceiling. Hell, I didn't get paid because the Congress didn't want to increase the debt ceiling and the government shut down. And now all of a sudden it's, hey, debt ceiling, who cares? We're going to cut these checks and whatever. And then I'm afraid that if Trump doesn't get elected and we have President Biden, that the Republicans are going to be like, no, too much debt. We can't do it. Sorry. So I feel like this is the news that nobody's talking about. And you're right. I feel like the only way that China's not, I feel like China's going to get involved and the U.S. is going to end up with, in a war with China over the debt. I mean, I, I really do. I think that's going to be the, the tipping point. Because if this virus didn't do it, I don't know what will. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, I don't know yeah. how the U.S. or any other major nation has not gotten on China for being like, hey, uh, you guys kind of had this virus and you didn't tell anybody about it. And now the whole world had it. And now millions of people are dead. And hey, fuck you. What are you going to do about it? Do you... Not to turn your question back on you, do you think people need enough? Do you think we need another? Everyone, or not everyone. And that's the other thing, too. Not everyone needs the fucking check. Like, it, regulation should have come into play with these initial checks. Like, I didn't need a $1,200 stimulus check. I'm working. My wife didn't need a $1,200 stimulus check. She's working. Um, but that's a whole nother bag of weeds. Do you think that we should send out another check? Sure, but I don't need it. Like, I'd like to opt out of it. Um, if I could get maybe, maybe opt out of it for a tax break instead, because, um, oh, yeah, because I don't need the money right now. I'd rather have my taxes cut in like a year or whatever and give the money to the people that need it. And I'll, I'll take the, the long term gain on the back end, not for the whole, like, say they give us another 1200 bucks, give me a $600 tax break or something right. later. Um, to help me out later because, you know, if I can afford it, I can afford the tax break. Like, you know, I, I don't need 1200 bucks right now. I'm working. My wife's working. Um, every, everything's fine. It's, it's a normal day here, except I can't do shit. So I actually have 
I'm actually making extra money because I'm not spending it, which I'd rather do. I'd rather go out to restaurants or to, you know, whatever and spend it. And I'm not. So I have extra money that I kind of allotted to going out to dinner that I can't do. So I'd rather just save the money and take a tax break for the next tax season, give them people who are, whoever needs the money, let them opt into it and call it a day. Actually, that's a really good, I never even looked at it that way is being able to opt out if you don't need to and, or opt in, obviously, if you do need to, that's actually a really good idea. Um, I actually like that a lot. We should, um, I'm, I'm not saying I should run for Congress, but I mean, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Granted, now there's the logistical, logistical aspect of saying, like, how do you opt in? How do you opt out? That kind of thing. That's true. Because um, obviously the whole web, if they did a website or whatever, that place would crash and burn. Then how do you get to the people that don't have emails or websites? So how do you get the mail out? Like all sorts of stuff. Um, it's a whole logistical nightmare. So while I say it's a good idea... I, I'm glad I'm not the one running it because I don't know how. Um, but I don't I don't need the money right now. If they're going to give me twelve hundred bucks, sure. But I don't want I'll take it. But I don't want to see the debt increase that nobody's talking about, and then everybody freaks out when the military's getting cut again and nobody's getting paid, and you know, and, your stuff, you know? Up. and yeah, and I'm paying more for it. Right. So I'd rather not. You know, give it to the people that need it that are out of work. Because, like, I think, what was it, almost 30% of America is out of work right now? Yeah, they said it was, the last count, I think, it was 36 million Americans. And if there's, yeah, that makes sense, because if there's 300-something million Americans, that's right. a third of them. So, that's yeah. about accurate. Yeah, I was watching, I forgot who it was, but I was watching a report, and they were saying that there's 36 million Americans as of, I think it was last Friday or whatever, whatever day it was that I was watching it. And they said that in 2008, when it crashed, when the market crashed at that point, people lost their jobs. It was 15 million Americans. And we still haven't even fully recovered from that yeah. prior to this happening. I was one of those back then. Like I was one of those. So I can, I, I, I have total empathy for him and I didn't get a stimulus check back then. So um, that's why I joined the military. Cause I had no income. Like the economy crashed. I lost my job. Couldn't sell cars anymore. The dealership shut down yeah. to never open again. And, um, here we are. I mean, what is it now? Uh, later. Yeah, almost over a decade later, and you know those those jobs have never come back because the place is shut down. So right. I, I have total empathy for them. The people, like if you gave me twelve hundred bucks back then, I would have been I would have never joined the military. Are you kidding me? Um, that would have saved me from everything. But I had nothing, so I had to. Um, so I, I totally have, like I said, total empathy for these guys. Give them the money. I don't need it. Um, I'd rather take a tax break later, you know, even for half of it. Like I said, 600 buck tax break. Sure. Give it to me then. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I know it's funny because there's been nothing to do, you know, during this quarantine. So I, I feel like I've been to Lowe's or Home Depot at least twice a week. And since I got into the stock market, I was like, let me look into the prices of Lowe's or Home Depot right now. And I'm like, oh man, I finally knew about this two months ago because their their stocks are like three hundred dollars a share now. And yeah. I, just for shits and giggles, I looked at Clorox. I don't know if yeah. you've done that. No. Oh yeah, you totally should go back uh, like six months and look at it today, and you'd be like, oh my god, these guys are a, a, a geniuses for investing at this time. Oh man. Yeah. Home Depot has become my my home away from home. I love Home Depot. 
I, I just, figured you, you've probably been not doing nothing but housework. Yeah, no, I live at Home Depot now. Well, I don't because you're not allowed to like linger in the stores. Otherwise, people get upset. But I could. I and I used to hate I hate going to Home Depot when I was younger with my dad because my dad would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get one thing." And we would be there for three hours, and he would just go go up and down. And I'm, you know, when you're like seven, you're like, "This is the most boring store of all time." Yep. And now I could literally just walk up and down the aisles and just look at stuff and like try to come up with ideas of different things and price things out. It's like, okay, so this is what I need to save up for in order to, you know, be able to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I love Home Depot. I, I was actually just there. Uh, again, there's, I've probably been to Home Depot at least once a week for the past month. Yeah, I was or- literally just there today, or I went to Lowe's today um, because we're replacing a front door because why not? We have nothing to do and the door needed to be replaced. So we got nothing else to do. So literally right before I got on this to call you, I was out there replacing a front door. Um, the past week we've been sanding the back deck and we're staining that this week, like just doing home stuff because there's nothing else to do. Um, it's, so- I mean, the positive part is that you're able to get a lot of, if, if you own a home, you're able to get a lot of home stuff done because you have a, you have no excuse anymore. B, you have nothing else to do. So this is like the perfect reason or excuse to put into doing all these home improvement projects that would normally take you years to do because you've got everything else going on in your life. I was just thinking, I'm going to play some 4D chess here. So if people are putting money into their homes, maybe we should invest in like Berkshire Hathaway or Remax or something because home values are going to now increase when they go to sell them in five years. That's true. That is very true. Good call on that, actually. That's a very good call. I like about that right now because home values are just going to go up, which means the real estate market's going to go up, which means money in our pockets. I hope the real estate market goes up. I mean, my my biggest fear is that for whatever reason, the real estate market just tanks and it does not recover for a long period. I mean, I'm not looking to move anytime soon, but still, Um, I'm going to see the value of my home completely crater because of this whole thing either. Yeah, that's like my biggest fear right now is I'm buying a brand new build. And now I'm like, uh, what if this is like worth half of what it's worth now, five years from now, like we're going to be so screwed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, not a positive place to be at all. So I'm just, I know this is your podcast, but this has been, we've been like depressing as, as hell for like the last 180. Uh, no, I just want to know. So how are you feeling about your Cowboys? How'd you feel about your draft? Because we haven't talked about it. How'd you feel about the draft? We haven't talked in a while, which means we need to, as soon as this is over, the day this stuff ends, we need to go out and get some beers with the guys. Honestly. Anyway, um, how I feel about the Cowboys, because I don't know if you see my shirt. Oh, I noticed Um, it. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) So I think Dak needs to sign his contract today, you dumb shit. (laughs) If they're offering you five years and giving you over $30 million a year. Why are you so stupid? Why are you so stupid? Um, the, for the draft, I think that if I had to give it a grade and an, and I'm going to take off my bias hat, if I had to give it an honest grade, I'd give it an A minus. I think it was that good of a draft that they had. Um, you know, we got, we ended up getting a wide receiver that nobody thought we were going to end up getting. And he's amazing. We ended up, getting our secondary because we ended up losing um, a few safeties. We, we got a couple. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy with our draft this year. Um, now, will that mean we're going to make it to 
hell, the playoffs or Super Bowl? I hope so. Um, but and we have a new head coach, and that's that's my biggest concern. Is like we have a brand new head coach with a fairly good team. So I'm, I'm curious to see is how they they mesh together. Since um, and even if Dak doesn't have, if Dak sits out, which I think would be the dumbest thing he could possibly do right now, if Dak sits out, we just picked up Andy Dalton great move and we got him for like less than a million dollars off the top end of our contract or top end of our budget so like we got him for free as far as i'm concerned um which was a really smart move so i think they made the right moves now put my bias hack back on you know we done boys we're going to the super bowl obviously <laughs> i need you i need you to, to take off your bias hat again because i need your honest opinion on this because i have been riding a solo train on this argument for a long time. Do you think the Eagles fucked up by taking Jalen Hurts in the second round? Oh, 100%. As soon as that happened, I told I, 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 I sent the tweet to you and, and Richo, who's a diehard Eagles fan, and I had laughing emojis because I'm like, what are you guys doing? I mean, obviously, to, to, to my un... Uh, it's actually... I'll, I'll say it's my unbiased hat. They're telling me that they don't trust Wentz. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. That's and it's the, completely yeah. disrespectful. It's completely disrespectful. The same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Completely <laughs> disrespectful. Um, you know, if you're if if they if you if they said like, hey, we're retiring next year, that makes total sense. But you got guys that have five years on their contracts, or I guess three and five, I guess. Um, like, what are you doing? Like, do you not trust these guys that you, you say now, like, hey, we're gonna go and get the number uh, the round two draft pick. We're gonna pick a quarterback because we don't trust you. My whole thing has been: I'm not mad that you wanted Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, like as your backup. That's fine. I, I personally think Jalen Hurts is a backup quarterback in the NFL. You could have gotten him in the fifth or sixth round. So, like, my whole argument is yourself an offensive line to keep your quarterback safe. Thank you. Yes, get another lineman. He, they could have used that. My argument has been from day one, they could have used that draft pick, that second rounder, to package to trade with the Falcons to get in front of the Cowboys to get the wide receiver that you guys ended up getting. That's what you should have done to make sure that you're getting the best wide receiver in the draft because the Cowboys got the best wide receiver in the draft. Which we didn't even need. No. Like, no. Like, no, I'll put my bias hat back on. Jerry Jones did this as a big fuck you to the Eagles. Thank you. Yes, he did. He's like, oh, yes. you want you want this guy? Fuck you. Here's my Jerry Jones. I'm going to come in here and just take it on my yacht while I'm sitting on my yacht. The thing about it, too, is because when you guys first drafted it, I went, this was fucking stupid. You guys had, and I was just looking at all the defensive players that you guys could have gotten with that pick. And I was like, what is he doing? But then you guys ended up, all these great players ended up falling to you anyway. Right. We, mean, we got what we needed and then some. That's why I give it like an A minus. The only thing that they could have done better was maybe gotten an extra, I guess, safety at this point because I, I'd pick, I would have pack, picked up two instead of one that they got or something because we ended up losing. Um, Cheetah Bay, and I don't trust Jeff Heath. So um, on, on that front, I would have probably picked up another one. So I give it an A-, minus. but they did so good. Um, the Eagles are just stupid. Let them crash and burn. I don't care. I'm over them. I don't want them to crash and burn because I really like Wentz. I like Wentz a lot. I just I, uh, I just, I feel for that man. I, I said right after that, because I said right after the Aaron Rodgers thing, I immediately was like, Rodgers should demand a trade. He should 
call up his agent and say, I want out. Send me to Chicago. I'm going to kick the snot out of the Packers for the rest of my career. I don't need to win another Super Bowl. I'm just going to embarrass the Packers. If I was Wentz, I would have said, send me to Washington. I'm going to embarrass the Eagles for the rest of my career. I'm surprised that, um, speaking about Rodgers, I'm surprised that he didn't request a trade to go to New England. I yeah, think me too, actually. That would have been a really good spot for him. I mean, it still could be. Um, I think that would be a really good spot for him because you would be with Belichick and you will probably end up going to the Super Bowl if you have, you know, a team. There's um, a really good shot and. It depends on what the Patriots are planning to do because some people. If they're going to tank and go for the next draft, then I mean, go for it. Right. But if they're, they're going to piss off a lot of Pats fans. But if they're not, you could see Aaron Rodgers there next year. Not this coming season, obviously, but next year because a lot of people think Rodgers is going to. Rodgers is going to demand a trade at the end of the season. Like he's going to play out this coming season and then he's going to. He'll either opt out of his contract or he'll just demand a trade. And he's going to ball out. He's going to be like, fuck you. Ball out. And then then fuck you. I'm I'm out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think he's going to be the MVP. Now, the the Packers don't have a prayer to make it to the Super Bowl. They just, the the, the team. They'll, with a new schedule, they can probably make it to the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. They, um, but their draft was awful. You want to talk about a bad draft? Their draft was shit. They had one of the worst drafts I've ever seen. And it all started, obviously, with taking a freaking quarterback with their first-round draft pick. Um, but your uh, the Eagles, aside from taking Jalen Hurts, had a relatively good draft. The Giants had a really good draft. I was shocked about how well the Giants did, actually, because they usually don't do so hot. Um, the Browns, I thought I, – I, all right, if I had to give the top three drafts I would say, and I'll, I take my my biased hat off. I'm going to go Browns, mm-hmm. Giants, Cowboys. Probably top three overall drafts. I would throw the Ravens in there too, but yeah, no, that's that sounds pretty damn close. Um, you can take my Cowboys out and put the Ravens in there. That's fine. I'm a, I'm no, 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 no. I'm saying I would just add the Ravens in that like cluster of of teams that I thought did really, really well, and the Cardinals. The Cardinals did pretty well too. Um, if I'm like Arizona, yeah, yeah. If I if I had to give top five, that's it right there. Yeah, and then honorable mention would be Denver, and I can't believe I'm giving John Elway credit for anything, but Denver actually did pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I, have give, I have to give them credit. They they finally got a wide receiver in Denver again. And, and I did listen to your podcast. I think that Denver does have a chance to go to the playoffs and then get beat, but oh, the, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. The, the, they'll actually do something. It's crazy because like. You think about this. Denver went – I guess it wasn't that recent. I was just thinking Denver went to the Super Bowl, but it wasn't that long ago. It was probably, what, eight years ago now? It was twenty. It was four years ago. It was in 2016. 2016 was when they went to – when they played the Panthers in, in 16 because that was Cam Newton's MVP season. Yeah. So it was four years ago. But, uh-huh. like, in four years, they went from going to the Super Bowl to tanking. Oh, yeah, I know. They've been, they've been awful. Absolutely just gross. Yeah. It's been well because they they Elway can't draft a quarterback. Like I'm not going to give you like people want to give John Elway credit because he went and he got Peyton Manning. Well, everybody wanted to get Peyton Manning. You don't get credit for taking uh, the obvious I mean, star in the room. Yeah. You haven't been able to draft a quarterback since then. 
So, but if, you know, if the, if all the stars align properly in Denver, Denver definitely on paper has the, the capability of making the playoffs next season or this season. Yeah, I think they'll make it to the playoffs, but I don't. I don't see them going far into it. One or two rounds, two, two tops, tops. No, I mean I've already picked my way too early Super Bowl prediction was was New Orleans. I mean it's way too early, but I I really like New Orleans' team overall this coming season. Uh, the AFC. I mean, if I'm going to be biased, I'm going to take my Colts, but they're not. They're, they're not. They're while I think they're really open a prayer, but they could. I mean, while just, I, they're really good, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to get from Philip Rivers. That's the problem. Um, I mean, how do you feel about um, Jameis Winston going to to um, the Saints? I actually think it's brilliant for Jameis Winston. I think it's absolutely brilliant. As much as I don't like the guy and I think he's trash, if there's any coach in the league that's going to take a just an absolute disaster and turn him into something, it's Sean Payton, if you're talking right. about a quarterback. So I, not only is it a good move for him as far as what I think is going to end up, you know, his development as a quarterback, but I also think as, as a PR stunt, the fact that he's willing to take nothing, practically almost Andy Dalton money, he's making a little more than Andy Dalton, but not much. The fact that he's willing to take that type of pay cut after making over $20 million last season just to work with Sean Payton and be around Drew Brees is brilliant for him. I was um, thinking if if Drew Brees goes to the Super Bowl, wins, he's going to say, you know what, I'm done, I'm going to retire, and then James Winston takes over and is their interim quarterback for two, three years before they find somebody else. Exactly. If he can prove to be any any good this season, like in just anything, if he shows Sean Payton anything positive, Payton will make him the starter the following season. Because I I do believe this is Breeze's last season, regardless of if he wins the Super Bowl or not. I think this is it for him. So, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I think Jameis Winston, I think was absolutely brilliant with his decision this offseason. And then we bring up Andy Dalton for a second. I thought it was so funny that you know, I think that a great place that Andy Dalton should have been to would have been to. Uh, the Eagles. I think that would have been a great landing spot for him. Cause you know, once it's going to get hurt and he's going to go play. So um, for the Cowboys to come in and steal Andy doll and for again, next to nothing. And then for the Eagles to, if the Eagles just waited and actually, you know, got alignment and waited a week after the draft, they could have easily given, given Andy Dalton an extra million dollars, which is still next to nothing and gotten an extra backup quarterback for cheap. Um, I think that was a really stupid move. If I had to grade the Eagles draft, I'd give it an F minus. <laughs> F minus. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Like I, I was giving the Eagles, I think like a B minus. I mean, I, 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 that, I, I, if I was being realistic, I would have given them probably like a C, C plus. I, they just, to me, they, you ruined, they, they did a good job in the first round, but you, to me, you completely ruined your draft by completely overshooting your load and grabbing a quarterback in the second round. That's not a, like that will not do anything in Philly. Even if Wentz gets injured again, Hertz is not going to be your savior. He's not that good of a quarterback. He's just not, he's, he's not a second round draft pick quarterback. It would be like taking, I'm trying to think of a quarterback that's gone out recently. Um, 
that just wasn't very good. I, I can't think of, I mean, I, you'd be better, honestly. And, and this is what this is. <laughs> I like Tebow, but yes, yes, that's okay. actually fair. If you really want to shoot me where it hurts. Yes. That's, that's actually fair. Tim Tebow. Uh, but I, my argument with Rich had been, you could have taken Jake Fromm, who I'm still a huge fan oh, Atlanta, of, yeah, yeah. who Enjoy. ended up in um, Buffalo, unfortunately. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's, if anything's going to happen for him as a pro quarterback, but he, they could have taken him in the sixth round. Like you said, they could have grabbed Andy Dalton after the draft. They could have picked up Jameis Winston. They could have picked up Cam Newton if they wanted to for a backup. He's still available. <laughs> which is super scary. I think nope. that somebody does want him. I wonder if he's asking too much. I think there's something going on here we don't know about. Well, I'm sure he's expecting to be the starter. He's probably sitting there going, I'm not signing with any team that won't start with me. But he's got an injury history, though, now. Like, he's got he, – he really does have a rough injury history, which is why I don't think too many teams are going to sign him. With that being said, don't be shocked if he's New England's quarterback at the beginning of the season. I was just thinking that. I was like, Bill Belichick will make some deal with the devil – and he'll be starting, and they'll go to the Super Bowl, and we're going to be eating our own shit. Yeah, they'll, they'll end up meeting Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and then right, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the that would be the greatest game of all time. I would. Oh my god! In um, Tampa, yes, and in Tampa too. That's hey man, that that team is it's stacked. I mean, would you if you still lived in Tampa, would you make would you go to a couple games? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I say that because I, every Tampa game I've ever gone to, I've had tickets given to me. Like I never went there because, you know, I paid for it. So let's be completely honest because they had to have a minimum. The NFL has a blackout rule that they can't air the game locally unless they have X amount of percentage filled in their stadiums. And Tampa was so bad, they were get, literally giving out tickets to the bases around there saying, come fill our seats so we can actually air the game so our locals don't get pissed. That won't be a problem this year. Uh, no, not at all. Um, but would you would you spend, if you were still down there, would you spend the money to go see Brady play? Just so I could tell my kids I saw Tom Brady play football, I would think I would. Uh, I mean, I would get nosebleed seats because they definitely don't play Dallas this year. Um, cause that'd be the only way I would go and actually pay money to go see them would be if they played Dallas. Um, you know, if I was still down there, I'd go spend whatever it is, 200 bucks for a nosebleed seat and say, Hey, I saw Tom Brady play live on his last two year, last year, whatever it was, you know? Right. Just so I could tell my kids, I saw the greatest quarterback of all time live. You know? <laughs> hey, that's fair. I mean, he's, he's been in New England my entire life. I've never, I've never even been to Foxborough. Never been. I, I I really considered it like I was close to hitting purchase on tickets and I just couldn't do it because Dallas played New England at New England and I was going to drive up there and I said I looked at the the weather and I looked at the seats and I'm like I'm not spending six hundred dollars in nosebleed seats to sit outside in thirty degree weather when it's going to be rain snow no not doing it I was Absolutely. like I'm going to go to Dallas and spend an extra hundred bucks and be in luxury. Foxborough is so freaking expensive. That's the main reason why I've never gone. It, obviously, my entire life, the Patriots have been good for the most part, um, or at least my football watching life, they've been good. And uh, I just, I can't bring myself to spend that kind of money, especially I'm, in cold weather. The, the, only t- the only time to go to Foxborough was September. Outside oh, yeah. of that, after that, you don't know what you're walking into. Right. Uh, 
I'm wondering that if, um, you know, they do end up doing awful, if their ticket prices end up just dropping, you know, I wonder if they had the same problem Tampa did when I was down there where they just can't fill the seats. And if that's the case, I will totally go see a game just to go, just to go um, at some point. They don't play the Colts this year. No, no, I don't so think you, so. wouldn't even, you wouldn't even go there for that. So no, uh, I'm not that diehard of a fan. I won't freeze my ass off for anybody. That's, that's <laughs> and that's what I came down to. I was like, cause I was going to Texas like three weeks later and I'm like, do I do this? Do I not do this? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'd rather sit at home and have a nice cup of hot cocoa and put some some Baileys in it and call it a day. The few times I've, I've even gone to go see the Yankees play, I, I won't go unless it, I know the weather's going to be at least 65 degrees. Oh, yeah. Even in, even in New York, like even in the city, like in Yankee Stadium, 65 degrees isn't that warm. Like it's a freaking wind tunnel in there. So, I mean, like it's, it's got to be sunny. I've got to double check, triple check, make sure the weather is going to be right before I spend – a couple hundred bucks to go see a baseball game. Like it, it's just, it, to me, it's not, it, I can be super comfortable sitting on my fat ass watching it on TV. Why do I want to spend two hours or two hours just to get there? And then a couple hundred dollars to then be miserable. The entire time yeah. There. yeah. And paying for a beer, probably 30 bucks a beer. Like, right. Exactly. The, the only way I would be miserable is to like go to like a Yankees postseason game or something like that. Like that would be worth the money just for the experience or like a world series game or something. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. That would be worth the experience and the money, but like a regular game against the freaking Tampa Bay, you know, whatever the Rays or even the Red Sox. I won't spend that kind of money. I don't care. I, I, I don't, I'm not, no, Mm-mm. nope. I haven't been to a baseball game in, in years. I'm trying to think. I think, Again, they would give out tickets to the Rays game. So I think the last game I went to was like a Rays game. Um, so I haven't been to one at least. Oh, no, I take that back. I did go to a Phillies game. I actually paid money to go to a Phillies game. Um, and I saw them play Cincinnati. So Good seats? Um, right behind home plate. Nice. Um, one of my friends uh, is a huge Cincinnati fan. We met with her. And she's like, I'm going all out and buying these tickets. Here's an extra ticket for you and your wife. Come visit me. I'm like, okay, I get to see you and I get to go to a baseball game. All right. Sweet. Um, yeah. Nice stadium. Um, the Philly stadium is not bad. It is, it is pretty nice. If I had to, it's probably right up there with like Baltimore. It, it's like to that level. It's, oh, it's wow. like, okay. I mean, and they did it right. I'll give Philly credit where credit's due. They did it right. Cause they put all their stadiums in the same parking lot. And Dallas just finally is is kind of getting around to doing that, um, but you, they put all the stadiums in the same parking lot, so that way you can go to the, the hockey game, to the baseball game, football game, and be in the same spot. You don't have to worry about anything. You can go um, if you're gonna do a tailgate. You meet the same people every time if that's where you go to park. So they did it right, and then obviously the subway system's right there. So when when Jerry created Jerry World, is that closer to the Mavericks Stadium? No, so the Mavericks like downtown Dallas. Um, oh, okay. So they have the Ranger Stadium. So they're building a new Ranger Stadium, but they ended up um, putting the Cowboy Stadium right now. Probably, uh, it's, it's it's I guess it's the same parking lot, but it's like it's Texas, so it's huge. So it's not as close as Philly. Like at least there, you can throw us a baseball and kind of hit it. This you you'd have to throw a baseball with no gravity. I mean, it, it's a hike. But um, it's in the same parking lot. But now they built, they're building a new Ranger Stadium, which is a stone throw away from the new Cowboy Stadium. And I'm guessing they're going to demolish the old 
Ranger Stadium. I'm not a huge Texas Rangers fan. I've never been to the stadium. I've just seen it in the parking lot. Um, and then they built up like a bunch of bars in the area. They're building it up where it was because, you know, when it, where, where the Cowboys built it, it was just a parking lot. The closest thing was a Walmart across the street. Um, and now they kind of built up Arlington a little bit near there to, to bring in people. Oh, okay. Um, but the way that Philly did it, it was nice. Cause like when I went to San Francisco, Candlesticks Parks is, is nowhere near, uh, was it Levi Stadium? Levi Stadium now, yeah. yeah. Nowhere near. So it's like you have to go. And um, the same thing with New York, like the Yankee Stadium, either of them were nowhere near where um, the football team plays in, in New Jersey. Right. Um, and then Tampa, same thing. The uh, Rays were nowhere near the Buck Stadium at all. Actually, the, the Rays practice field was close. No, no, it wasn't the Rays. That was actually the Yankees practice field was across the street from the uh, the um, Bucks Stadium. Steinbrenner Field? Yeah, yeah, that's where the Yankees play. Right, right, right. Really, right across the street. Bucks are the, I'm um, sorry, the uh, Rays. I don't even know where the practice field is. I don't even know if they have one because they're in Florida already. Right. I, I have no idea. I don't follow. I, that's a good awesome space question. I don't know where their, their stadium is. I don't even know either. Yeah, but that was a good tangent on sports. That was a good 180 from uh, the depressing timeline that we're in. Well, yeah, I just figured, yeah, I just wanted to swivel just a little bit because I, you know, I've I've been told before that I can get pretty bleak and depressing. So I was trying to, you know, turn the tables a little bit so I don't get yelled at too, too much. This is going to be well over our our, our usual length of a podcast, which is fine. But I do have to ask one more question Um, and 180 from sports. What do you think of community? I love it, man. Oh my God. You are, you're already done, right? I finished everything. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. watch like two or three episodes a night and we were done. So I've been doing, um, so I, I do a season and then Austin and I sit down and we talk about it. Like we've been recapping them. So I'm on season three right now. I, one of the better ones. Yep. I season two so far, I think was amazing. Um, season three so far, I love, I'm, I think I'm episode 13 or 14 season three, maybe 15. I don't even know. Um, one of the most underrated shows ever, like in my opinion, for sure. Like they, they needed to, if they promoted that way back when we would have had 10 seasons of the minimum. It was out at the same time as the office though. Same right. network. Right. Same network and everything. And they were, they were always promoting the office and parks and rec and never community. I guess the ratings weren't very high. That, that was the problem. Um, that's why they didn't, they didn't. And they were competing with Big Bang Theory at the same timeline, the same time frame on CBS. Uh... And the only reason I know that is because I started started listening to the podcast produced by or um, co-hosted by Joe McHale and um, Ken Jump. They have a podcast. Um, yeah, they talk about community. It's good. It's long. It's kind of... It's kind of like off the rails. Like they don't really talk about community until like the like I don't know. They ask they answer they end up answering like two or three questions an episode, but it's really like three uh, three hours of them talking about everything between between Corona, between the the community cast, everything. It's like a, there's no rhyme or reason of what they talk about, which is good. Uh, but that's how I knew about that. So when Austin told me to watch the show, like he was like, "Hey, like you really gotta check this thing out." I'm like, "All right." I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll check it out. And he was like, look, man, if you don't like it, like give it a season. If you don't like it, it's cool. I get it. it the show's not for everybody. Like, all right. 
I watched the entire first season. I'm like, how is this show not for everybody? This show is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Like, laughing my butt off on every episode. Like I'm never, there's not been one episode where I have not laughed out loud at least once. Oh yeah. My <sighs> favorite episodes have been the paintball episodes. Oh my God. Those are so good. Like I was like, this is whoever wrote this. I guess it was probably Dan Harmon. It, a genius. Gene. Yes. And the characters are just so, they're so likable. They're so like, relatable. In that too. I, it's like the Dean, I think is underrated. Amazing. Like, yeah, he's definitely my, my uh, maybe Danny Pudi. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Abed, I think he's underrated too, but both of them are probably neck and neck for like the most underrated actors on that show. Oh, Abed's amazing. Like that okay. character. I think that's my favorite character on the show. He only gets better. I, I'm not going to ruin it. He only gets better. Uh, but uh, Troy is, M loves Troy. Like Troy is, is so, and I didn't know Danny Glover aside from, I knew he was in Community. Obviously he was, he voiced Simba in the new Lion King movie and he had like a TV show, but like I didn't, uh, whatever the show is in Atlanta, I think it's called Atlanta, whatever the hell I think it is. Atlanta or, or something. Yeah. Like I knew he was talented, but like I never really watched anything with him in it. He's really, really good. Yeah. Like, like really his facial expressions, just everything. Um, and Em loves Chevy Chase. Like she's always loved Chevy Chase. Uh, After I watched Community, I started reading about Chevy Chase. And I'm like, maybe I'm not a big fan of Chevy Chase, but I'm not going to ruin it for you. Like he's great. Chevy Chase. Oh, no, I know. I know all about Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. He's a dick in real life. He's apparently. an asshole. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. But in the show, he's phenomenal. Like, oh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, and even like Joe, like Joe McHale, I don't think it's enough pub at yeah. all. My dad, my dad. So my parents ended up watching um, uh, Tiger King. And my dad's like, they watched the last episode, which is the recap or whatever. And he's like, yeah, this guy looked just like um, who do you, uh, the guy that hosts uh, America's Got Talent. Um, who's that? Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. He's like, this guy looks just like Ryan Seacrest. And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't Ryan Seacrest. That was Joe McHale. Um, but yeah, he does, he definitely didn't get enough credit for uh, for what he did there. I mean, and, and he he talks about it on the podcast. He's like, Netflix has just blown up. He's like, I hope we get a movie deal because this is amazing. So it, had it not been on Netflix very very long before we started watching it? It, it so they said that it got produced on, or it got released onto Netflix April first. No shit. Yeah. That's why nobody really knew about it. And that's why it's blowing up because obviously nobody's got anything to watch. So it was released onto Netflix April 1st. The casting too is un like the cameos, just everything with this show is so good. I'm like, I, when Austin and I have talked about it, I, I said to him, I'm like, I'm pissed that I did not watch this show back when it was out or like, yeah, even we got to save them. Any mind back then though like it, it's just one of those shows where i'm like this show deserves to be in the conversation of one of the best comedies ever it's oh, yeah. that good oh yeah i'll probably rewatch it again just because it was that good like the only show i've really re i take it back i've watched two shows over and over again the office and house this might be the number the third show that i watch over and over again this for me i, I, I don't know if, if i had this conversation with richard or not but like on our podcast, but like this show for me is 
right behind like friends is my all-time favorite like comedy like ensemble show without question this this tops for me and i love big bang theory this tops big bang theory and i'm not even done with the damn show yet and i'm already like yeah no this is way above that uh speaking of the office i'm on season three just so you all know. right we're getting good we're getting good i'm so proud of you lala I Aaron, so uh, we're, we've uh we've unfortunately though that's kind of hit the skids because i'm so into community right now that that's definitely taken a, a side i'll um, give you a pass on that I'll give you a pass. But um, yeah, this community is that good. Like I, I'm, I'm also one of those people. I'm like, how did I not watch this? Granted, I didn't watch the office while it was airing. I did watch it while it was airing live, but I, I started, they might've been like on season five and I started with season one. Cause I was watching it while I was in medic school and I would buy the DVDs and just watch the whole season, like over the course of however many weeks it was. So I was behind while I was still airing. Um, but community, I can't believe I never heard of or watched because we missed out. Yeah, we did. And the other thing too is I have to say, I, Austin used to talk about Austin Space to talk about Alice and Brie all the time, and he was like, "Dude, oh she is my, she is my." And he would say because we were talking about like all these hot celebrities, and he would randomly just be like, "Yeah, my top one's Alice and Brie." I'm like, Who the fuck is Alice and Brie? And he's like, "Dude, she is. She was in Community. She was on this, 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 and this." And I'm like, "I've never seen any of those shows," and I've looked her up, and I'm just like. Eh, all right whatever like that's your thing first season i was kind of like all right like she's cute i don't know second season i was like i get it now i totally get it now yeah i, yeah. I completely apologize to anybody who's ever once told me alice and brie is like on their top list and i've always kind of like rolled my eyes at them i was wrong and top three. i am so sorry she is on anna kendrick level of yeah high. like literally I, I i'm trying to like i don't know if you put if we did your and Richo's ranking of women, you put Anna Kendrick and Allison Brie in the same bracket. I don't know what I I pull out my hair, whatever I have left. <laughs> it's that it's that good. She is unreal. I am Team Allison, not Team Britta. Britta, I thought was hot in the first season, like the first few episodes. I was like, I kind of get it. Now I think she's the least likable character on the show. Um, least likable. I don't know. I, there's a place for her. I think least likable for me was Shirley. I'm like, she doesn't belong. That's close. That's fair too. Actually, I, I wasn't even thinking of that. Like this whole religious thing. Like you're, you, and then you, as the season's going, you're gonna be like, I really don't like you even more. So I'm not gonna ruin it for you. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm team. If I had to rank them, if I had to rank the women, it would definitely be Allison and then um, Jillian. I also sure. like. Uh, I totally forgot John Oliver. John Oliver's great. Yeah, he he kind of. I think you're. You said you're on season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was definitely like it was, he wasn't a recurring role. He was more like, and it was it was more than a cameo. It was I got. It's like a mix between a cameo and a recurring role because like he would be on for like three or four episodes and, and then gone for like the rest of the season. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and then back for like the last two episodes of the season. You're like, what, what what's going on? Um, but yeah, like I thought he was really good. Um, and then obviously Ken Jeong, I think is hilarious. Oh um, yeah, I mean, he, I think he's even funnier now on his podcast because obviously he's a doctor. So he's talking about all this Corona stuff, but he still has his wits about being a comedian as well. So it, it makes it so much better. Um, so after you finish the, um, the series, I would definitely listen to the podcast. So I, the, right now I think there's only like nine or 10 of them. So, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. 
Yeah, it's totally not worth it. I, I don't I haven't even been listening to all that many podcasts right now anyway, because I don't I'm not going to the gym and I'm not driving my car anymore. So my podcast listening has really gone down, unfortunately. Right. Uh, I mean, mine has gone up since I've just been nonstop working. It's a two hour drive a day. So I've got nothing to do but podcasts. You uh, like literally, I can probably listen to one of their podcasts a day because it's, it's that long. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's really good. I mean, I, I try to, um, like when I'm doing work and stuff, like I'll put, I'll put my podcast stuff on, but I don't, I just, it's not, it's kind of passive listening. I'm not like really a hundred percent listening to it. Like I haven't listened to Rogan's podcast in a while and I used to listen to him at least one of his podcasts weekly. And I, I just, unfortunately hit, they're also like, like four hours long. So oh, yeah, it's kind right. of difficult to, yeah, it's kind of difficult for me to really keep going with that. But yeah, my, my podcast um, consumption has, has definitely decreased over the past few weeks. So but what are you going to do? But I always listen to yours though. <laughs> always listen to yours. When I mow the lawn, man. You don't have to listen to mine this week since you know all about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably won't. I'll download it, but I probably won't re-listen to myself talk. That's just kind of annoying. Uh, I don't like this. I don't even listen to my own podcast. So, well, speaking so, about that, I think that's a great way to to close out this one. We can uh, obviously you have your own podcast. We've been on this one many times, so we can catch you on the Ritual and Lala show on Sundays. Yep. Your sports talk on Fridays. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Richo and Lala, we record Sundays. It releases on Monday. Monday and, and, uh, um, and then Richo has his own podcast that comes out on Thursdays. Just as I call it, um, propaganda, because it's all yeah. just Eagles. Richard Rant's uh, propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. His Eagle propaganda. Yep. Propaganda. That's what it is. <laughs> and then uh, your unbiased sports talk, where you talk about basically how Dak is stupid, which we've already talked about. I try and look, man, I, I say I'm unbiased. I know I'm completely biased on certain things. Like, like I hate LeBron James and I'm not ashamed about that. And, and like, there's a lot of other athletes I'm not a fan of. And I say I'm unbiased. I'm not, I mean, everybody's biased in some way, shape or form. Uh, but I at least try to be somewhat, you know, down in the when I can be objective when I can be. And there's sometimes, and I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you in during the podcast, if I'm not going to be objective, I'll flat out say, I'm not going to be objective. <laughs> like you can you can turn this off if you think I'm being ignorant midway through, and I understand. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, podcasting's fun. I enjoy doing it. I appreciate you having me on this week. This was fun. I mean, you let me on because I asked to be on, so I appreciate that. Oh, you usually could have been like, no man, I've got like ten other people that are way more fascinating than you to talk to. Not at all. I, plus, I just miss your 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 face. That's really what it comes down to. Is I miss you. Oh well, I appreciate that. I miss you too, buddy. Uh, but no, your last two podcasts, though, your last two guests, they were both awesome and extremely interesting. So you've got like you've got some great people on your on your podcast. You need to like promote it more and like push push it more. Because- I appreciate that. And as people like I'm not I'll, I'll I'll say like, hey, I think you should be on my podcast, but I'm not gonna like push pressure people to do it. They'll be like, yeah, sure. And then I've, I've gotten real lucky with the last few weeks where people have been like, hey, I want to be on it. I'm like, absolutely. Yes. You gotta have your buddy Matt on again too, because like I love listening to you two talk. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll talk to him this week and see what he's doing for next week. You should pressure him and be on all the time. <laughs> you, got, he, you guys are an awesome. You and, him are, you and him probably have the uh, the same amount of time on here. Actually, I think I've had both of you guys on here three times now. Oh, so sweet! Thank you. You guys can you guys can fight for that that second place. <laughs> Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you go, man. I've been talking your ear off for like the last, I don't even know how long it's been, like over an hour and a half at this point, I'm sure. Um, 
So I appreciate you having me on and, uh, you know, we'll talk soon. All right, everybody. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Drinks with Dan. As your host, Dan, I, we just talked about, catch Chris on, uh, Kristen, uh, the Rich Olala podcast releasing on Mondays and him on his sports take on Fridays and Rich Show on Thursdays. I hope everybody has a great week and I'll catch you all later. So that's going to be this week's edition of Drinks with Dan. As always, make sure to like and subscribe to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please be sure to check out the rest of what the Sideline Network has to offer. Start your week off right on Mondays with Richo and Lala Show. As always, catch Drinks with Dan on Tuesdays. And then make sure to catch Richo and his absolutely Eagles-friendly biased take on the sports world with Richo's rants on Thursdays. And then be sure to catch LaValley on LaValley Sports Talk on Fridays. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you again next week. Thank <laughs> you.